0: All right, here we go. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark and uh, Happy New Year. This is the first show. It is the uh, most popular uh, stock market update show on Spotify and one of the most popular on YouTube. So (laughs) we are back. I'm back in Austin. You're back. You never left, Mark. (laughs) So super excited. So we wrapped up 2022 and it was one of the worst years. I mean, we haven't had a Uh, a bad year like this since 2008, since the financial crisis. So what can we expect here in 2023 and uh, today on the first trading day of 2023? How exactly are we trading the markets? That's what we're going to talk about today. If this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Heidkotter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge. And we are real traders who trade uh, real money on live accounts. And uh, so therefore we know what we are talking about. Uh, We look at the markets every day. And uh, if you're looking for some honest insights into the the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. So with that said, it's good to be back, Mark. We took a week off last week because it was anyhow a short week, not too much going on, right?
1: Yeah. And actually, the markets didn't do a whole lot at all last week. So a good week to spend a little extra time with the family, S&P down 0.1% for the week. So uh, with that, you know, snooker between the Christmas holiday and New Year's, it was a it was a quiet week.
0: Yeah, it was a super quiet week. So therefore, we we took off. Not a whole lot going on. And then today, New Year. And I mean, last year was just brutal. If you look at at last year's performance uh, for the S and P, where where do we have it? I I think I had it up for the for the year. We were down yeah, yeah almost twenty percent in the S M P. The Dow actually holding in pretty well. Uh, the Dow actually only down eight point seven percent. So that's not uh, that's not as bad. But the Nasdaq the Nasdaq got hammered uh, down thirty three percent, almost thirty four percent. Worst performance since two thousand
1: eight. Yeah, uh, just in general. Uh, Worst performance since 2008, snapping a three-year win streak. So uh, it was a pretty nasty year. Yeah.
0: Well, and of course, we need to take a look at the S&P and our bet. Because I said that by the end of the year, we will be down single digits in the S&P. And this means that the S&P would have to climb to 4,200. Obviously, this has not happened. We were down double digits. I mean, I said almost 20%. So, you took the other side of the bed, two of our mastermind members took the other side of the bed. I owe you steaks. What steaks <laughs> would you like to have?
1: Tomahawks sound good. You mentioned that when you thought you were winning, so I I, I think that might be the way to go.
0: <laughs> All right, or, or All right. I'll have easy. some tomahawks. I'll order them today, have them sent your way and uh, they should arrive in the next few days. So I mean, mean, before we look at our positions, Mark, what what can we expect? What can we expect this week? What can we expect this quarter?
1: Hey, just real quick. Yes, I'll leave it up to you. But I would also, in lieu of sending me stakes, take a tomahawk when we're in Cancun for our mastermind live boardroom.
0: Ooh, we could do this.
1: So I'll 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 leave it up to you. But uh, last time we were in Cancun. Really, really enjoyed that tomahawk at the the place we we're staying, and so anyway, um yes, and it was a it was a good bet, Marcus. Uh, you were in the running for a good couple of weeks there, and then just a little bit of a fizzle towards the end. Marcus fell apart.
0: So th- this is where we have been talking about the Santa Claus rally. I mean, technically, today and tomorrow is still the tail end of the Santa Claus rally. It's the five day uh, five. Last trading days before Christmas, the two after uh, the New Year's, but, but it doesn't seem to happen right now.
1: 1.4% is the average. And yes, with averages, there are going to be years of outperformance. Some of the Santa Claus rally sometimes with underperformance, but we still have today's trading session and tomorrow. So we'll just have to see.
0: Yeah. So what what do you expect this week? What do you expect this quarter? Uh, Let's maybe start with this week, take a look at the economic calendar to see where we are, what's happening.
1: Yeah, and here we see some of those red flag reports uh, popping up on Wednesday. So ISM manufacturing, PMI, JOLTS job openings, Uh, also the Fed minute. So recapping what took place at the last two day policy uh, meeting uh, for the Fed there. So, Those are all some things that could move the market. Yeah, I
0: I think the big one this week is definitely the jobs report that's being released on Friday, that will be December's jobs report because we know that the Fed said or Paul said, you know what, we believe that the jobs market is still too too strong. I mean, it said the unemployment rate is at 3.7%. That's the lowest since, I don't know, in 25 years or in 40 years. I, I don't even remember, but it's super, super low. And uh, this is where um, Powell actually wants to see this tick a little bit higher. So we'll we'll see. And that's where you said, yeah, we have the Joel's Jobs opening report. That's usually giving us a glimpse of what to expect on Friday. And that's being released tomorrow at 10 a.m., 30 minutes into trading. So that definitely could move the markets.
1: Sure. So Wednesday, Friday, busy days. And uh, we'll just see if uh, it creates some volatility and if we see a uh some major reactions or if it will be muted but uh it could be a it could be an interesting week as we kick off the new year.
0: Yeah, and then also the meeting minutes. We talked about it this morning with our mastermind members. I mean, when we have the Fed meeting, it's it's a two-day meeting and uh so at the end of the meeting, uh, the Fed just says what they are doing and uh, they did it a few weeks ago uh that they raised interest rates by half percentage point and they have a brief explanation why that is. And then Jerome Powell usually uh, grabs the mic and has a press conference. But this year in the meeting minutes, we will learn more of what everybody else is thinking. I mean, the FOMC is the Federal Open Market Committee. So there, there's more people than just Powell. It's not Powell can decide, oh, I'm raising interest rates. I mean, this. although we always blame Powell because he's the chairman. Uh, but, but we want to know, OK, what do the other Fed members think? And uh, this is where sometimes it's very revealing because uh, sometimes it seems, oh, yeah. They're all on the same page and sometimes it feels that they are a little bit split so this is definitely another event that could move the markets
1: tomorrow it it, it could it, right. it very well could and marcus you also mentioned uh the the quarter right uh what, what do you think going on this quarter we, we talked about the big r word in our uh mastermind call this morning
0: the recession the recession well okay I, I, I like data. I, I'm not a big fan of opinion. I like data. And, and this is where, uh, this morning I, I looked it up. So uh, basically, uh, you see, history shows the S&P rebounds after down years. And so CNBC has broken it down in 2018, where uh, the S&P was down 6.2%. Next year, it was up 29% almost in 2008. And that's right now what we are comparing the performance to. The S&P was down 38.5% next year, up 23%. So if you look back in history, it is very likely that we might see a rebound here, especially in the first quarter. I mean, we had some tax loss harvesting. Uh, this means that uh, the big hedge funds have been selling losing positions in December. And now they're sitting on cash and need to buy in. So I believe this quarter. Two things. First of all, earnings season is starting off in a couple of weeks, and we need to know what do companies think. Last quarter, they didn't revise their guidance. And if they still don't revise the guidance, I think we might have a very uh, strong first quarter. But it'll be a bumpy ride.
1: Yeah, and I saw a stat that said when the S&P is down uh, more than 1%, the following year, on average, uh, the s and up 15%. Uh, which outpaces historical gains too so uh, i mean to your point typically when we have a, a rough year the market does rebound uh, yeah. so we'll just have to see i believe that the first half of the year is going to be volatile um and you know whether we see a, a strong first quarter is yet to be seen uh I, I think it all really comes down to earnings like you said and also just The Fed and what they're doing interest rate wise, uh, just because the Fed says they're going to, or based on the dot plot and what's expected, uh, they expect to raise rates more than traders believe, right? And and so if traders win on this one and the Fed slows down and they start talking about slowing down or even cutting rates, that could be huge for the market. But I think we're going to see that at the second half of the year, not the first. So I think the first two quarters are going to be all over the place.
0: All right, so February 1st is the next meeting and right now traders believe that the Fed will only raise interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point, 25 basis points. And uh, so we see 70% of trader, uh, the 70% probability is factored into the markets right now, 30% of a half percentage point. But as you said, this is the the dot plot. The Fed basically said that they see the terminal rate at 5.1%. Traders don't believe it. Right, And this is where um, there's the saying, don't fight the Fed, but traders are fighting the Fed. They believe that we could see a a decrease in interest rates as early as end of this year.
1: Yeah, that's been fluctuating uh, with the probabilities for a December cut or even a November cut. Right now you see Mm -hmm. the December. Powell has said don't expect it in 2023, but we'll just have to see. Yeah,
0: so let's take a look at the markets today. Uh, So so this morning, I mean, if you look at a at a five minute chart of the E-mini Nasdaq, we saw that, hey, out of the gate, strong. We we were opening 0.8 percent higher, moved up as much as a percent higher from last Friday. But then seems that everything is falling apart. I mean, now we are down 0.8 percent. So that's a pretty big swing that we are seeing here. Lots of volatility this morning.
1: It is. And I saw some headlines that attributed the drop to the Manufacturing Index, Slip, you know, with the market slipping when uh, that was coming in at the fastest decline since May of 2020. But Marcus, put your mouse on uh, the 10 a.m. bar. You'll see that the actually, yeah, so a lot of that started uh, to, you know, sell off before that low impact report. I, I think it was just a little. Uh Optimism going into the new year and, and then a, a gap fill as traders are still trying to figure out what the heck's going on this week with data and a light volume start to the year.
0: Yeah, and uh, I honestly think it's, it's being attributed to Tesla. Oh, I mean, Tesla go. right now down almost
1: 12
0: percent because yep. Tesla announced their quarterly deliveries. And uh they say, OK, they had 1.31 million deliveries in 2022. Uh, so they also reported 405,000 vehicles in production uh, in, in the fourth quarter. And that actually is a growth of 40%, but less than expected. Yeah.
1: That's well, a, I mean. Plus,
0: the other thing is, uh, this is where uh, some companies say, well, Tesla had actually a fire sale towards the end of the year, to, uh, at least in China. So it seems that they're producing a lot of cars, but the demand is no longer there. For years and years and years and years, if you ordered a Tesla, you had to wait for it. Right now, if you want a Tesla, you can get it right away, and that's not good. So this is why this morning, um, analysts uh, were quite disappointed with this. Even though there's a growth of forty percent over last year, they say, "Well, Tesla's growth is slowing down, and this is why Tesla just keeps struggling." I mean, J.P. Morgan revised their um, their target for Tesla to 125 so that's not good and I mean I saw another analyst says it'll be 23 dollars like
1: what (laughs) I I think that might be a a clickable uh, (laughs) um, event or uh, guess there on that one but nonetheless Tesla getting hammered another uh, contributor to the S&P and a reason why we're dipping now is Apple too Yeah,
0: Apple also this morning, I mean, they're down almost 4%. That is a pretty big slide for for Apple. And you see, they just opened. They didn't follow the typical pattern. They open and immediately start sliding, making session lows right now. So both Tesla and Apple, I mean, they are heavyweights in both uh, the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq. So they're pulling these indices down right now. Yep. All right, now uh, let's take a look at our positions. And uh, actually, let's talk about Apple for a moment before we look at our positions, because Apple popped up this morning uh, on the scanner. And uh, I must say, that's actually quite interesting if, if you're looking at Apple. Uh, so right now, a minimum strike of 118. So I, I, I think that's very interesting to sell Apple puts at 118. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I see that there is some longer term support there, these those lows that seem to hold up uh going back to 2020 and uh some recent support that has been broken. So we are, you know, making lows uh based on the chart that we see recently, but still Apple's a solid company. Uh this dip, uh there were some uh rumors or or there was news that they are cutting production due to weak demand. So that's contributing to this slide. Uh, But all in all, I think Apple's going to be a decent pick here around uh, 117, 118, 119.
0: I definitely would be more interested in Apple than Tesla.
1: But I mean, with the slide this morning, we we had
0: quite a few opportunities pop up. I mean, Apple, uh, if you're not in semiconductors, NXPI sounds interesting. We also talked about Oxy. But all of these three, based on our portfolio right now, would not make sense. Because if you're looking at Apple and uh, we are looking at the asset correlation, we are already in Google, NVIDIA, CTRA, and Apple has a super high correlation to Google and NVIDIA. So, so this way we would be basically tripling down on tech stocks and uh, we don't want to over, uh, overexpose our portfolio one way or another.
1: Absolutely. But hey Marcus, uh, you mentioned it. We've been actually discouraging or just saying that uh, we have concerns about Tesla for months now. Oh uh, I God. definitely think Apple's a, a better pick here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anyhow, uh, quite a few stocks popping up. Let's, let's take a look at, uh, at our positions here. So CTRA, uh, that's a position that uh, we went in um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So we have a new function right now in PowerX Optimizer that with the trading lock, uh, automatically I was drawing these lines manually. But we see I was assigned at 26. So that's my cost basis here and my break even is at 24.86. So we see these two lines right here. So right now trading below the break even at 23.77. So right now uh, we cannot sell any calls against this. But we were able to do that last week.
1: Yeah, got some decent premium there in the slow week. Right now, crude oil down over 2%. So that's really driving the the oil and gas plays lower right now. Yeah, uh,
0: but by the way, before we continue here, is this helpful at all as we are uh, wa- talking uh, o- about the markets overall and then show you specific trades here? If it is, give us a like, do that really quick. Uh, and then we appreciate it and can continue to take a look at some of the others. Google. Google uh, a bucky, is bucking the trend here this morning. Yeah. So Google, for me, uh, let me just go on auto. I My cost base is 108, my break even at 104.28. So right now, not able to sell calls. Yours is a little bit lower, uh, but we have to wait until Google probably pops up to around 100 before we can start selling calls again.
1: Yeah, for me, that that would be my guess. Yeah.
0: And then Nvidia, 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 Nvidia—the Nvidia saga. I mean, uh, my cost basis here is $160.91 and I've been able to just collect a lot in premium on Nvidia. So my break-even is at 137.25. So right now we are still trading above my break-even, but I mean, we need to move a little bit higher before I can sell calls again. Right now I'm most interested in selling the 65 calls. The
1: 165. I, li- I like that. And you should have got called away.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I'm going to milk this a little bit more. And uh, so if, if you just look at what can we get here for the 165 calls. Earlier today, uh, there were 30 cents available. Uh, right now, it's 5 over 6 cents. So we need NVIDIA to pop a, a little bit more. But uh, I'm I'm fine holding Nvidia, and uh, I do not need to get called away. I know that you're more conservative; that you would have probably gotten called away. I do believe. I mean, for 2022, Nvidia uh, was my most profitable trade. Uh, let yeah. me just uh, jump over there. So, Nvidia, I have been able to collect. Uh, let's see, twenty six thousand dollars in premium on Nvidia. So. I'm not done with this one yet. I'm not done with this one yet.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to, you know, there some people are saying that semis can uh, pick up. And, and honestly, this is what we see sometimes with good quality stocks, too, is that if there is a down year, the next year there's a rebound. Right. And some outperformers have a tendency to pull back a little bit after a strong up year as well. So I think we're gonna be just fine here. The 160-165 range. I love NVIDIA getting back up there. Getting back up to 175, 180, 185. I I don't know, uh Marcus, but 165. I like that as a line in the sand. And and we were at about 27% uh annualized this morning before it pulled back.
0: Yeah, and uh again, it it looked look good good. Uh, today, NVIDIA was up 2.5%, now down 2.5%, so pretty large swings. And we see that there's a lot of volatility in NVIDIA, which is great for us as option sellers, because high volatility actually helps um, when we're, uh, helps premium. So we can collect more premium. And uh, that's what we are looking for. Um, talking about volatility. I mean, this morning, the VIX, that, that was actually super interesting to me. The markets opened higher and the VIX was higher. So this just shows that for this week, there's still a lot of uncertainty. Traders are saying, what the heck is going on? But we also see right now the VIX is not really spiking, even though the Nasdaq is right now making session lows.
1: Yeah, VIX was up about 6% when the markets were positive positive. Um, and we've had a big reversal and it's up another you know 2% there. But that just shows, like you said, that traders are pricing in more volatility now that we've began the new year. Yeah.
0: Anyhow, so today a great day. Uh, quite a few stocks popping up that are interesting. Uh, unfortunately, all in the same industry as some stocks that we already own. So therefore, uh, no puts to sell right now. We still have the three positions on. And uh, this is where we will see if uh, maybe after the JOLTS jobs report tomorrow, we might see a pop. Because if it comes in worse than expected, or let's actually take a look at the economic calendar, so if it comes in around 10 million or maybe even below 10 million, we might see a pop because that's what Powell said, that's what they want to see so that we actually might see that maybe there is some decrease in interest rates uh, towards the end of the year. We shall see. Hey, always trade what you see, not what you think. And especially about selling covered calls here. We, we have a, a video that we did. I'll link to it right here. So take a look at these videos, check it out, and then we'll see you again tomorrow morning. Have a great rest of your day.
1: Happy trading, everybody.